turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. KDOW, streaming now on iHeart.com and the Odyssey app. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking about all things financial money, investing in more insurance, investing, earning money, saving money, squirreling it away, marrying properly. These are all big financial decisions that can impact your quality of life. Quality of life may be the theme this hour. We'll see. The theme usually finds itself somewhere, some way, some shape, some form. We're having an okay year on the Wall Street. On the Wall Street. I love it. Like, I don't know who did that to me, but someone in media referred to, oh, it's not, they just, oh, the, maybe it was the pandemic or the, the COVID. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Someone said, oh, I got the COVID or I got the, the vid. I'm like, what? Russell 2000's up 14% this year. That is sweet. Dow Jones Industrial Average up to 12.1%. The S&P 500's up 11.7%. The Nasdaq's up 6.6%. Those are damn good numbers, and we're building on them today. Interesting, the Nasdaq is known as the index of growth, and they're the underperformer this year, telling you that value is beating growth just in a headline right there. Is that true and proven beyond a shadow of a doubt? I don't know. I don't want to speculate on that. I just want to say that's what it looks like. The divergence between blue chips and riskier stocks, um, nothing specific out there other than to say that tech stocks and risky stocks, tech stocks are risky stocks, risky stocks are growth stocks, tech, risky growth. They all kind of go hand in hand. They had a great year last year, the year before, the year before, the year before. So someday, some days when you wake up, you're the sprinter and some days you wake up and you're the turtle. And it's okay as long as you get to the finish line. I don't care how you personally do it. Just know where your finish line is. When I was 18 years old, my finish line was a million dollars. By the time I hit 35 and had a million, my finish line was four million. So things will change on you. They will evolve. 
Anything over $4 million is enough for me to live off till the day I die. I assume, I believe, I think. That too can change with inflation, with taxes, with the state taxes, with city taxes, income taxes, 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 taxes are the devil. Inflation is the devil. I know you're saying you're not really thinking it's the devil, are you? No, 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 no. Energy was up nicely, as was consumer discretionary yesterday, showing you relative strength of what people are favoring. When I say it's up nicely, better than the market was. So the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up three-tenths of a percent. The S P 500 was up um, you know, half of one percent. And then you see something along the lines of energy up one percent. It's thumping the indices that it's inside of, telling you that there's more money favoring that sector that day. Again, not completely truthed all the way out and proven, but that's the idea. Amazon.com confirmed its purchase of Metro Goldwyn Mayer for $8.4 billion yesterday, and that Andy Jesse is going to become CEO on July 5. I find that cute that Jeff Bezos is going to step aside and become the, the head of the board in January 4th, Revolutionary War kind of thing is this his last day. He's put in 20 years. It doesn't feel like it, but he has. It's interesting when you see a CEO pass the baton. Bill Gates once passed the baton to Steve Ballmer. Whoops. Ballmer was kind of a big oaf, for lack of a better term, and he's a very smart man. I just don't think he was very good at doing what Bill Gates did. Bill Gates was more of a futurist. Jeff Bezos is more of a futurist. Tim Cook, not so much, but his predecessor, Steve Jobs, was. Or as I like used to call him, Steve Jobs. Having a futurist as a tech CEO is a wonderful thing. Zuckerberg, I don't get. He seems to be a plagiarist and a copycat at best. With that said, he's got a hell of a platform. I just don't think he's done with it what he could do with it as of yet. So Amazon going after MGM is a big story. Amazon picking up the Washington Post is a big story. Amazon's got 150 million odd subscribers to Amazon Prime in the United States, 200 million worldwide. Those numbers will grow. Their influence in our life will grow. I can tell you already, I'm not on one regular prescription. But when I am on a regular prescription, I'm going to use Amazon to deliver it to me on a weekly, monthly basis. I don't like going into CVS. There's a good chance I've got Asperger's on some levels. I don't like people. I don't like groups. I don't like crowds. Um, I'm obsessed with not going into CVS. I used to be obsessed with not going in Radio Shack. I'm uncomfortable in stores. I know you're saying, your life is rich, Rob. <laughs> not so much, is it? Um, but platforms are, are huge right now and there's only, I could say five to eight, you know, once you get through the apples and the Amazons and the Googles, then you start saying, what sort of platform does Microsoft have? Well, they've got the Xbox, which is a pretty cool installed base. 
And they've tried to make the Xbox and Sony's tried to make the PlayStation a hub for news and movies and entertainment, very similar, using their platforms. I don't know if they're quite as powerful. Then you get some platforms like Twitter and Snap, which, yeah, hundreds of millions of users. Now it's you monetize that and do it consistently. A lot of people are saying Jack Dorsey has to go out of Twitter. It's starting to look that way. Um, although they've finally teased that they're going to do a subscription service to try to make it a little bit more legit, try to weed out some of the knuckleheads who take up our valuable time or valuable eyeball space. But back to the markets. Dick Sporting Goods had a great quarter. We want to go outside and play. Urban Outfitters had a great quarter. Both stocks are up over 10% today. Abercrombie and Fitch as well. Not quite 10%, but 8%. We want to go out and play sports, and we want to go out and look good. Don't let that stop you from understanding like the obvious there. I don't know neither three, neither of those three, maybe in an S&P 500 index, but not directly. GameStop had a big move yesterday, and I'm like, no, please, no. We don't need more speculation or froth. Speculation froth is where people lose money and they, they lose faith. Economic data on mortgages yesterday showed that we're decreasing on a week-over-week basis. In large part, if you have a mortgage, you, you probably refinanced it. And homes are starting to get more and more out of reach as we get lighter in the, in the massive rally in the latter stages. Don't know if there's a story there yet, but I think in the next two to five years, we're looking at a correction both on the markets, stock, and real estate. How big will it be? I don't know. I'm not in the, the world of crystal balls. Mine broke on the way to work today, fell off my broomstick. No, no I'm not that guy. But we don't need meme stocks. We need earnings. Congratulations to Exporting Goods, Urban Outfitters, and Abercrombie and Fitch because they delivered the earnings. of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union with 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. When I started doing a show nationwide 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I'd get a lot of calls because people were in their car and they'd call a radio show. Now I think the shows are leaning a little bit more towards podcasting events and people don't call in as regularly or as often. If you ever want to drop me a question, I could gladly answer it for you because I think that's where my strength is, thinking on my feet, so to speak. Um, the best way to drop me a question, and the only way I'm going to answer it, is voice record yourself and drop me an email to rob at robblackshow.com. Your phone has a feature on it and two features. You can record your voice question and you can email it to me. 
And it could even be praise, or it could be I hate you, or it could be I think you suck. I'm fine with all of that. If you think I think I'm all that in a bucket of chicken, you're wrong. So use your voice recorder, record a spot, keep it relatively intelligent and fast-paced, and I'll use it. And if we get enough of them, I'll use them in certain segments, like every day in the fourth segment. I don't know. Some interesting stories out yesterday, and I'm kind of digesting them. Zscaler zipped 12.4% after reporting earnings. Okay. That's interesting enough. Meme stocks are back. Um, so a lot of people are making merchandise. Crypto Kitty, Ninja Kitties, GameStop to the Moon, Dogecoin, you know, the, the whole thing, right? Um, when you're making a t-shirt about it, it probably isn't going to hold up terribly well. But the interesting story that happened after the market that I found, like, I want to understand this better, is the Dutch court ordered Shell to cut 45% of its carbon emissions by 2030, which is unprecedented ruling. And courts have something called precedents that you can build on and or deconstruct. As the world moves away from fossil fuels, activist group Engine Number no. 1 gained at least two board seats at Exxon, showing investors' support for corporate transparency. Don't believe a lot of what you're hearing with carbon neutral, because um, it's a lot more, there's a lot more material to cover. That's too simple of a statistic. And you're going to see a lot of corporations hide behind it. I was looking at some of the MGM catalog yesterday that MGM, that uh, Amazon's acquiring. It's pretty impressive. Let me give you a couple of them. 12 Angry Men. Okay. Basic Instinct. Creed, James Bond, Legally Blonde, Moonstruck, Poltergeist. Aren't we due for a Poltergeist remake? I feel we are. Raging Bull, RoboCop. Aren't we due for a really good RoboCop TV show? I kind of feel we are. The first movie, unbelievable. Everything that RoboCop has done since then, awful. But what a franchise based on that first movie. Silence of the Lambs. Are we not watching Clarice? It's a franchise that Amazon's acquiring. Tomb Raider? Do we think our kids are going to be playing Tomb Raider in the future? Do we think our little girls are going to say, I want a bow and arrow just like Laura Croft? I think Tomb Raider could be milked a little bit more. I'm not so sure about the Magnificent Seven or the Pink Panther, but it's out there. Acquiring a franchise and acquiring things that they can develop around that we feel comfortable with. I got Peter Sellers' humor. It just didn't make me laugh. Maybe I've got one of those diseases where I can't laugh out loud or something like that. I'm laughing on the inside. It just, no, 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 no. It just didn't work for me. Um, but I could see, you could kind of see where some of this can go. Um, as far as milking franchises, why is it important? The last three Star Wars films pulled in, what, $3 billion plus dollars? Um, which, when you start thinking about it, it doesn't sound like a lot of money anymore. We used to be impressed when a movie would hit a billion dollars. Now we see video games hit $2 billion. 
when Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out next year, it'll be the top-selling piece of entertainment that we consume of all time. It will make the top five movies. Eh, maybe not the top five movies. It'll make the top movie, gross ticket sales, look silly. And we're moving more and more to video games as our form of entertainment and less and less to movie theaters. Is the theater dead? No, but I think it's in secular decline. And they've had to throw in as many bells and whistles as they can to get us in, including big loungers, gourmet food, and it's just too pricey of an experience for a lot of people. Changing topics, Ford. I want you to go take a look at Ford's stock price. And I'll play along with you, just to show you I'm not being biased in any way, shape, or form. When you go take a look at a stock of Ford and think about the last year or two, we've heard Ford regularly say updates on electric vehicles. They're coming soon. Our Corvette is going to be electrified. Then people are like, well, how about the F-150 truck? Because that's the, that's the vehicle that you make the most freaking fracking money on. We want to know about that. And you're starting to say, oh, you got that. Stock is at a 52-week high today. In the last year, they've delivered other promises. That's really, really bad news in the long term for Tesla. If you look at Tesla as just electric vehicles. I don't. I saw some of the data on how many power walls are installed. It's impressive. You've seen that they can move in those kind of directions. It's just not the business model that is obvious. I think one of the more beautiful things about Tesla is they've acquired the materials to make batteries for years and years and years to come. So while other companies are starting to say, what's the supply chain that's supposed to look like? Tesla has it. Supply chains are super important. I'm going to talk about that probably today if my mind can hold up and I can remember it. <laughs> I know you're saying, that doesn't sound good, Rob. But in the last year, Ford stock has gone from $6 a share to $14.67. I want you to notice they've put in their bottom. I want you to notice that they're breaking out. I don't own shows, I don't own shares of Ford and it would be illegal for me to buy it in the next three days after talking about it in such a glorious manner. That's one of the things that sucks about doing this show is I can't front run and I can't be dumping the shares while I'm, I can't be touting it while I'm dumping it. I can neither buy nor sell. But they've kind of delivered on their EV promises. We still don't know if the F-150 truck's going to live up to the mileage when you're towing and pulling and using all that torque and power. We'll see. I'm skeptical. But it's an interesting flag to plant. And I like flags. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union with 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. So Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I do a show here 
It's kind of exclusive for now. I'm developing it content-wise, intellectually-wise, to become a podcast standalone product that I'll, I'll play on the radio. But if radio ever goes away, for whatever reason, sometimes stations get bought. Sometimes they flip the format. You've probably remembered your favorite rock station. You wake up next week, and it's top 40. You're like, ah. But the podcast will be at Rob Black's show. And I'm developing content on it. And earlier today, I, I did a really nice piece, I believe, on futurism and how back in the 1990s, there was a digital coin company called CyberCash. And it was supposed to be the next Microsoft. It was supposed to be the next biggest company on the planet. It never worked out like that. With that said, I'm extrapolating a little of that into Bitcoin. I did a long piece on a book that I own. It's a futurism book. It was published in 1967 by Herman Kahn and A.J. Weiner. And it talked about crazy stuff. Predictions of the future, 150 predictions. Some of them we hit, and some of them we massively missed. New and useful plant and animal species. More reliable and long-range weather forecasting. We hit both of those. New improved super performance fabrics like papers and fibers and plastics. Anyhow, you can find that show only right now, Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on KDOW, on air. I don't think we're building it in the podcast yet, but it's a lot of strategy. Um, it's a lot of big thinking. It's interesting, one of the predictions back in 1967 was cheap and widely available central war weapons and we weapon systems. I think that's partially true and partially false. Our fighter jets aren't cheap, but we've made killing people a lot easier. Um, there were some interesting things along the lines of futurism, and I own this book. More extensive use of transplantation of human organs, where you're like, that did come to fruition, and we've kind of forgotten how great that was. Open heart surgery wasn't always a thing. And sometimes we forget, and sometimes we get kind of caught up right now in, like, what's the next big thing? Is it artificial intelligence? Is it space tourism? It's, it's an industry we see developing, and you've probably put money in companies like Galactic, Virgin Galactic, you say things like, I don't own SpaceX if I could, because what Elon Musk is doing is pretty exciting. Jeff Bezos might be leaving Amazon, if for nothing else, to practice more on space issues. But it's interesting. If you take a look at this list, some of these were massive, massive failures of um, concept, planetary engineering, modification of the solar system, a technological equivalent of telepathy, Wide use of ESP, suspended animation for years or centuries, room temperature superconductors, true artificial intelligence, automated highways, extensive use of moving sidewalks for local transportation. It reminds me, back in 1975, I was a very young boy, and I was in an international airport, and they had an escalator that went sideways. It didn't go up or down, it went sideways. And they're still out there, but... They're only at airports, as far as I can tell. I throw it out there for you, because, like, if you're a Bitcoin investor, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying just know that 
more than 70% of these type of predictions don't come to fruition. Interstellar travel, anti-gravity, uh, generic control of Homo sapiens, life expectancy extended to 150 years. I, I don't know the oldest person. I know we haven't hit 150 yet, but again, will we? That's something Google had as one of their, you know, moonshots a couple years ago and they had to give up on because people were like, how much money is Google actually earning? We don't want to see whether or not they're putting balloons in the air that could do internet. We don't care about that. We care about money. Don't ray me now. Show me the money. The best prediction from 1967 is that we'd have substantial lunar or planetary bases or colonies. Which, again, if you hear Elon Musk yesterday, he said, when we do go to Mars, people are going to die. This is not going to be something that's that's pulled off like, ta-da! Another prediction was lifetime immunization against physically all diseases. Um, that didn't come to fruition. It's a lovely thought, but it's not there. Yesterday, there was a cut accident that I want to hit upon, and I don't want to hit upon too much, but again, to show you why you need disability insurance and or life insurance. One of the movies that all parents show their kids along the way is School of Rock. We kind of like Jack Black. He works for adults. We kind of like the, hey, you're a kid now, but one day you're going to be an adult. Try to stay a kid as long as you can. Movie themes, like big, but also in School of Rock. The young child who played one of the leads died tragically yesterday in a bicycle accident. And first thing first, I was like, I wonder if he's still young. I wonder if that's the seven-year-old I remember. No, 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 no. He did actually age all the way to 32 years old. Died in a cycling accident outside of Chicago. Uh, it appears he died at two in the morning, which begs the question of, and I wish I could curse on this show. I can't because the FCC still monitors it. And that's why podcasts are picking up. But, or that's one reason. The dude was on a bicycle at two in the morning. What the frick? Now, he was killed by a 20-year-old female driving a Hyundai Sonata. She was released after some citations. The person at fault has not been determined. The crash is under investigation. I know the body's still warm. I'm just telling you, you got to get disability insurance and life insurance. As a 32-year-old man, this is going to sound crass, but this is the person who has no social skills in his, his body. Which do you think he would have preferred, to be disabled and or killed? I don't know if I want a life of massive disability, of a car hitting me and not being able to walk, maybe lose my legs, having physical trauma for the rest of my time on this planet. Disability insurance is important because it's expensive to be disabled. I know you're saying, whoa. Right? Health insurance is important because it's expensive to get sick. It would be lovely in the United States if we started preventing disease instead of treating disease. We're too fat of a nation, me included. I went to the doctors shortly, not too long ago. I was selling something and I had to get life insurance and they had to get a physical to show that I was in reasonable health. 
And the doctor said, you've lost 15 pounds. I said, yeah, sweet. Give me a high five. And he goes, you need to lose 10 more. And at 10 more, I'm at my perfect weight. But he's like, you're carrying a bowling ball around right now, a 10-pound ball that you don't need to be carrying around. I appreciate the prevention. If exercise was a pill, it would be the number one thing doctors would prescribe, right? So disability insurance is there in case you get hit by a car at 2 in the morning. It's very expensive to get a wheelchair. It's very expensive to have a helper, you know, change your diapers. It's very expensive to have someone push you around. Your quality of life probably goes down for most people in that scenario. Your ability to earn income gets damaged. Death could be a tragic situation too, which is why we have health care insurance. We tend to only use health care insurance when we have cancer and heart attacks, things that, that sound expensive, and it's great. But we would be a much better nation if we can get healthier. Just throwing it out there for you. And again, Kevin Clark, I no disrespect to your death. I do hope that someone just heard me talk about a bicycle accident and said, holy crap, that could be me. Now, at 2 in the morning, eh, but I think we all know someone who's been disabled. And I think we all know someone who's died too early. And I think we all know some massively obese people who have kicked over dead. This is where I need to be careful because the person I'm thinking about is someone that I worked with in the last 10 years, not in radio. He was bad. He was probably 320. But he was also like the kind of guy that did technology repairs. In fact, I know two people under the age of 40 who died because of weight. One of them got his stomach stapled. And it was a painful experience, so he went on medication like Oxycontin. And he died. Um, another one was just crazy obese and like he didn't have a good lifestyle and he died so i had to go to two funerals for these people in large part because of their weight not because the genetically predisposed not because they had hyperactive mouth glands so i don't know anyhow i totally digress that segment i apologize NVIDIA, Snowflake, Best Buy, Workday, Williams-Sonoma, American Eagle Outfitters, Dollar Tree Stores, Dollar General, Medtronic, all reported earnings, and all did really well. Yesterday, I talked to Patrick O'Hare a little bit about are we at peak earnings. With low cost of money, low cost of interest, and with massive stimulation, stimulus, stimulation of our stimulus, oh boy, this show's going to get dirty quickly. Um... Rated PG-13, not for the weak of heart. May have some sexual innuendo that's not really meant. That is not appropriate behavior, okay? But the earnings are there, and they're maybe as good as they get. Just throwing that down for you with the low interest rates. If the economy improves, rates go higher, things get tougher. Not impossible, but tougher. Find me online at robloxshow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Pretty moderate in my political thoughts. Don't really bring that up to you other than to tell you that's where I'm coming from. 
not trying to sway who you vote for. In the end, that's your opinion. Um, I'm pretty moderate in my beliefs. So just know that that's the voice that you're listening to right now. Um, I feel pretty comfortable saying that. Um, we don't always have to agree. And if I take a ding at cryptocurrencies, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to take food off your table. I'm just trying to say, hey, I almost invested in a company called CyberCash in the late 1990s, which has an eerie resemblance to Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin's not necessarily as publicly traded as CyberCash was trying to be. But as we were getting online for the first time, people were using CyberCash in theory to do transactions on Amazon because people didn't necessarily feel terribly comfortable putting their credit cards on the Internet. They felt better about having a wallet. You've seen companies like Facebook. Do you remember when they did the Libra cryptocurrency? And Zuckerberg thought the world was going to be happy with him. He already has a platform that controls news that we see and don't see. He now wants to control a currency. That's one of the three pillars of our society, news and and currency. That would be pretty dangerous. And again, Libra went nowhere. I'm not trying to hurt you, and I'm not trying to be right. If we ever get in a political discussion about vaccinations, I've got a brother who's a scientist at the Center for Disease Control. I, I, I feel pretty good. My SAT scores are probably better than yours. My college GPA was probably better than yours. I'm okay hiding behind science. I'm okay looking at the data of 100-plus years of vaccinations. I'm a data guy. We're allowed to disagree. I'm not going to walk away from it mad at you. I think opinions, everyone's entitled to them. Hopefully you think them out. My family was taught critical theory of we had to fight with each other about our opinions. You couldn't just be conservative, you couldn't just be liberal. The next day you had to be the opposite. You couldn't be pro-life, you couldn't be pro-abortion. next day you had to be opposite. Poverty, jails, all of that. Same thing with investing. I don't care how you get your money. If I take a shot at cryptocurrency... What I'm trying to say is I think the average person should max out their 401k, their 403b. I think they should be diversified. I deal with a lot of widows. I deal with a lot of women whose husbands have passed away. That's how I met my spouse. Her husband loved me. He thought I was the coolest thing on the planet. He came to seminars. He brought her there. And when she passed, he passed, she went through her notebook and saw that she had written, he had written loving notes about me. Not, I love you, but Rob Black's a good guy. Rob Black knows what he's talking about. That's got creepy all of a sudden. But her spouse died in a car accident. Um, and again, that's why I bring up the, the tragedies of things like bicycle accidents. Um, long story short, where does this go? I don't know. Other than I'm not trying to take money from you. I'm trying to help the widows. Do you know how many emails I get from people? And I made fun of one a week ago, two weeks ago. I didn't make fun, but one listener thought I was. The English in the email was, um, it, it was bad grammar. A high school teacher would have said, you know, you can't construct a sentence. And it was, he was asking me about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And I, the light went off in my head. He knows no, he has no freaking fracking clue what it is. He's just heard about it and he wants some of it so he doesn't miss out on it. This is not a show about being right. This is a show about not being wrong. You hurt the wrong person, and you suddenly hurt someone's mother. 
you hurt the wrong person, you suddenly hurt a widow. You hurt the wrong person, suddenly you like you do damage to people's lifestyle. If you want to go after cryptocurrency, just know it's it's probably the riskiest thing you can own. And I'm fine with that. Again, it takes all kinds. I love Mark Cuban's angle on it. One to five percent's not gonna get you in trouble. Just the other ninety five percent you should be in four one Ks and four oh three Bs and maxing out your retirement benefits and any any matches from corporations that you work for. If you're swinging for the fence, like Mark McGuire did, like Sammy Sousa did, I know you're saying it's not Sammy Sousa, but that's what Janet Reno called him when she was like, Ooh, I really like Sammy Sousa. It's a callback to a media flub that still sits in my head. They struck out a lot. And Mark McGuire might have won a World Series. He didn't do it with the A's, or did he? I don't know. Sammy Sousa never won a World Series. You look at a lot of these home run guys, these meatheads. Did Barry Bonds get one? Nope. And it makes you scratch your head and go, maybe I shouldn't be building my team around home run hitters. You see a good team with a first baseman who gets on base 300% of the time. You know, you get a clutch catcher who can throw out a runner as well as hit a home run. You put together a team, and this is where I, you know, the racism comes in, where you're like, you probably want your shortstop from Latin America because that's where they're the fastest and the bestest, and they never make errors. That doesn't hold true anymore, but it did in the past, and that's how you built baseball teams. With that said, your portfolio should be the same way. If you want one home run hitter, one meathead called cryptocurrency or called Tesla or SpaceX or whatever it is, just don't build a whole team of them. That would be rough to watch. Nine guys swinging for the fences, nine strikeouts, like 27 strikeouts in a game. That would be brutal. The score may be 20 to 20, but everyone gets out by striking out. That's not fun. Or maybe it is. I don't know. So this show is really designed not to hurt widows. And it's designed to help the average person to get to retirement. If you want me to speculate, I speculate very, very little. Am I good at growth stocks? I think I'm the best person on the planet, Adam. I'm pretty damn good. If you want like better than, than average advice, I'm pretty good because I've got experience of losing money. I've got experience of making money. I don't like to lose money. Anyhow, and anyway, that's my rant today. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. Decent today on the markets. Nothing great. Nothing upsetting. I'm Rob Black. Like